played rugby back in high school. These are the shorts I wore, not the jersey. This is uh, my state's team that I go and watch. But yeah, uh, they're a bit tight, but still fit decent enough. You know, still got the skills. You know, it is what it is. <laughs> Next on MLR Weekly, Washington owner Paul Dunleavy, a stunning announcement from New York star number seven, Brendan O'Connor, an exclusive with Old Glory's New Zealand All Black Seven star, Kurt Baker. Opinion and predictions from Brian Ray of America's Rugby News, headlines with John Fitzpatrick of Rugby Warning, and the best damn recap in rugby. Rugby Wrap-Ups MLR Weekly brought to you by Sheehy Auto Stores. It's easy at Sheehy. The Pig & Whistle, New York City, the world's best rugby pub, and Lean and limber, stretching your way to a healthier lifestyle. Presented by Rugby Wrap-Up, Matt McCarthy in New York City. Thank you for joining us. We have a great show, including co-owner of Old Glory DC, Chris Dunlavey. We have exclusives with Old Glory star fullback and All Black Sevens legend, Mr. Kurt Baker. And we have Brendan O'Connor, one of the best forwards in the league for Rugby New York, pitch side with a pretty big announcement. We also have Brian Ray of America's Rugby News with opinions slash previews. We have the best recap in rugby. But before we get to any of that, we have our recurring segment, Rugby Morning's Coffee Break with MLR News and Headlines with Mr. John Fitzpatrick. John, welcome. How are you? What's with the hat, guy? Well, man, it's your birthday week, so I figured we'd celebrate it by wearing the cap of your favorite baseball team, the New York Yankees. Well, how about we celebrate by burning the hat on camera because I'm a New York Mets fan. Next! <laughs> Matt, I am still blown away by the eliminator round in Major League Rugby. Let's start in the Western Conference where the Seattle Seawolves took down the visiting Houston Sabercats. But there was a little bit of some uh, disagreement going on with some uh, injury replacements going on with the Houston lineup. Matt, what do you think was going on there? Well, I think we got. Uh, uh, I don't want to. I don't want to call full shenanigans, but I would say that there's manipulation of the uh, AK, the hard deadline. That's AKA hard deadline of trades and player moves, personnel moves. I mean, this is this is. If it's if it's not the last week of the regular season, it's the first week of the postseason, and they're making moves. Um, I don't know. I, you know, there's got to be some reason or whatever that I'm not privy to. But we've got to tighten up the loopholes a little bit. Next, let's talk USA International Danny Barrett and the career that he has had in Major League Rugby. There's some speculation that this could be his last go in Major League Rugby. He did take. That conversion kick at the end of the game when Houston scored there, he did not make it. He's not part of the USA Men's Eagles player pool for 2023. So if this is the last we've seen of Danny Barrett on American rugby pitch, hats off to you, buddy. You've had a stellar career. If that's the case, then we're, we're missing out because Danny Barrett left every ounce of his being on the pitch whenever he was on the pitch, whether it was sevens or fifteens. And what a player in both codes. Just a remarkable player. A great guy on and off the pitch. His kick, 
You know, it was kind of like Matt Truville. What does that mean? Next! Matt, since we're talking about New York and you oh. like to make fun of my accent here, I got to put on a Baltimore Orioles cap for you to stay with the AL East theme. But let's talk about that New York Ironworkers Old Glory DC game. Matt, trivia question for you. What is the only franchise in Major League Rugby history to be undefeated in the postseason? Well, I can tell you it's not Matt Truville. A. B. That hat, it looks like a duck, not an Oriole. And C. I will say Old Glory DC, baby. How about that win? Uh, certainly an impressive win for Old Glory to go up on the road and knock off New York there. Matt, a very interesting game from the, an officiating point of view. Both teams were down two players at two different times in the game. Both battled back all the way to the end. Matt, you were there. What did you think? I thought it was a great event for the league. Uh, obviously, the New York guys are gutted. Uh, old glory, and I, I'm going to beat this dead horse. I keep saying they're the, they are the Rocky Balboa of, a, of, a, of the MLR season. But what an historic, great win for Old Glory DC. Next! Matt, for the Eastern Conference Final, will we see an upset? Will Old Glory DC pull another Rocky Balboa and take down a big Russian that is the Canadian New England Free Jacks? Nobody owed nobody nothing. Next! Matt, that's all I've got. I'm looking forward to the conference finals in Major League Rugby. It's going to be a Donnybrook. And I'm, t- I'm just going to say this. I think Seattle comes out of the West, and I think New England holds on against a very pesky, gritty, old glory D.C. Uh, John Fitzpatrick, thank you once again for your Rugby Morning's Kobe break. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, we are not going to take a break, but we're going to look back before we look forward with our recap right now in seattle the houston saber cats were looking to claw the sea wolves and were tooth and nail with rocky's charges earning a decided edge in lineouts and restarts but the familiar eight nine combo of hatting and smith was back together and both found their way into the try zone for the home team AJ Alatimu was kicking up a storm and 430 meters while Charles Elton John led all tacklers with 13. Houston's legendary USA rugby star Danny Barrett left us all with raised eyebrows with a kick at the posts. Not something you see every day. Seattle holds off Houston 37-26. The Battle of New York between visiting Old Glory DC and the hometown Ironworkers was fought in the trenches, and the war was won up front. The team from the nation's capital held a 12-4 advantage in scrums in a match that saw a handful of disallowed tries, four yellow cards, and 26 penalties. It was the hungry DC team that held the edge in tries, though, 4-3, and they came in a variety of ways with a penalty try to each team. DC's last trip across the whitewash was as dramatic as they get and proved to be the nail in the coffin after New York was driving deep in old glory territory, fighting for the go-ahead score late in the match. Washington played a determined and cohesive match while New York fought bravely but could not overcome their feisty rival. Dylan the Butcher Fawcett scored three tries in the loss. Final score, 37-33. Let's take a break. 
Need a great price on a new vehicle? Sheehy makes it easy. Easy Price shows you our lowest prices on the Mid-Atlantic's largest selection. Find your best price online or at any of our 31 dealerships. It's easy at Sheehy. Sheehy.com. You need your cleats? You need them tomorrow? If you order today by 3 p.m. New York time or noon L.A. time, they can have them to you tomorrow. Young, old, male, female, if you're playing on turf, if you're playing on grass, if you're playing in the rain, you're playing in the heat, they've got you covered. RugbyNow.com. Go there now. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig & Whistle, on West 36th Street. And now for breaking news with New York star, Brendan O'Connor. Brendan O'Connor, number seven for New York. Absolutely one of the better players in the league. It's got to be disappointing for you. What's going through your head right now? Yeah, obviously real disappointment. Uh, it's been a tough season for us. Uh, tough in the middle phase, and we sort of got things running near the end. But, mate, well done to DC. Uh, coming off last season, they've been a different beast this year, and uh, they've earned every, every win they got this year. So, uh yeah, sad way to end, but it is what it is. You've been around the block and back playing professionally across this globe. The MLR is still in its infancy stages. What do you like about the league? Oh, mate, it's growing every year. Um, I remember watching the league before I came over, and the growth from the two years I've been here has been massive. So uh, I hope it continues to grow. I hope they um, continue to get numbers to games and, and viewership and you know, if anywhere's gonna gonna take off, it's gonna be over here and it'll be massive. What's going on for you in the off season? Uh, not too sure yet, gonna head home. Um, I think that might be done, uh, me done with rugby, so head home, see family, catch off a lot of friends and then uh, go from there. You're considering hanging up the cleats? Yeah, I think it is time, eh? getting a bit old, so. Well, yeah. let me be the first to say that if you do do that, <laughs> you have been a true warrior and a joy to watch on the pitch, sir. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, Love my time here in New York. It's a it's a hell of a city to live in, and uh, you know this team is one of the has one of the best cultures I've ever been involved in. So uh, definitely gonna miss it, but uh, you know all good things come to an end. So well, it's a hell of a town, and you are a hell of a player, and you made it happen here, sir. Congratulations. Thank you very much. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back, and we have the pleasure of welcoming in a beaming co-owner of Washington's Old Glory DC after a huge playoff win in New York. Chris, you're still smiling. How are you? I'll be smiling all week, man. It's uh uh first playoff game in the history of the uh of the club and we we go in there in New York's house, take it to them hard and and fortunately come out at the right end of the the WL column. We're we're couldn't be more excited to be where we are. Uh, particularly after after a, a long effort over the last year to really uh, redirect our our team and uh, to see some results like this, or just just it's a phenomenal feeling. You got to be worried about New England. New, New England's the real deal. Uh, very talented, very well coached. Uh, really built a strong roster this year and and went about their business the right way. Uh, we had two uh, really uh, tough games against them. One at their house, we. Uh, we, we took it to them pretty well and had a shot of pulling it out at the end and just fell short. Um, and then they really did a dance on us when they came down to, uh, to DC later in the season. So, um, they're, they're, they're a tough team. You, you, you got to take them for real. And, and of course we're at a disadvantage, uh, having to play away on the road, uh, during the playoffs. 
Um, but we're gonna we're gonna go in there and do what we can. Well, I'm, you guys seem to feed off the energy of the crowd in New York. Maybe that was a big lesson learned for you guys. Maybe you, you guys will go up there and feed off that crowd because it's a great crowd up there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Unless you're the opposition. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. They're, I wouldn't say they're a very uh, polite and friendly crowd. Yeah. But they're definitely a great crowd. And and New England just really does have a great uh, stadium atmosphere. The the way they, they do a game day presentation and the way the whole event comes together and the, the way they build around the rugby community to create something that's more diverse. It's really attractive to uh, people who may be there to enjoy the, the beer and the music as much as the, uh, the, the rugby game itself. So um, we're, we're looking forward to having a good time up there. Uh, however, the rugby game seems to go. You guys announced some more partners coming in. Tell us about that. Uh, there are three part new investors we just announced. And of course, we have a longstanding uh, ownership group that includes not only Paul and myself, but the Scottish Rugby Union, um, uh, Ulysses Holdings as a passive investor. And um, now uh, a gentleman named pa Pablo Calderini, who uh, was introduced to us by our uh, GM for Business Affairs, Marcelo Blanco. Um, they're both Argentine and worked together previously at uh, Deutsche Bank. And uh, uh, Pablo something of a, of a finance whiz, to, to keep his resume short. Um, and also a, a passionate uh, rugby guy, as so many Argentines are. Um, then we also have Paxton Baker, who uh, among his uh, credentials, he's a former BET executive. He was a president for live events for BET for a number wow. of years early in his career, but more recently has served as the chair of the Washington Nationals baseball team's uh, minority investors group. Um, you know, the Lerner family uh, owns the, the Nationals, but they have a, a pretty large panel of minority investors and Paxton chairs that group, as well as having uh, been an investor in our NWSL team, the Washington Spirit, wow. uh, a local professional tennis team, the Washington Castle. So this guy knows his stuff in, in live entertainment. And as a result of that, uh, Pablo, excuse me, uh, Paxton in turn introduced us to a gentleman named Verdine White. Um, and not everybody recognizes that name the first time I mention it, but when I mention he's a founding member and bass player for Earth, Wind and Fire, yeah. the Earth, Wind and Fire, their, their eyebrows go up a little. So, um, and, and Verdeen's a, a blast. He's very excited to be getting involved in rugby. He didn't know anything about it before uh, Paxton turned him on to it, but uh, is really getting excited about being involved with MLR and, and where we're taking old glory. So um, these guys are definitely introducing some, some fun to, to what we're all about at Old Glory. Uh, Phil Groves, one of the owners of the Chicago Hounds, was on here last week after I had to have him on after he took his shirt off down in Dallas and twirled it around. Yeah. Um, when are you going to be doing that? And B, I also asked him and watch the way I tie this in here about the potential unionization thing from players. Um, so I am never, ever, ever going to take off my shirt in a public setting where I can be filmed. I, I, even in my youth, I was not a male model and, and nobody needs to be seeing me running around shirtless. A man uh, of discretion. Yeah. Le least of all the, uh, the, the, the MLR fans. Uh, and as regards to the, the players union, I, I think, um, uh, you know, the, the, the players are going to, um, engage in their vote and make their decision. I think, um, generally speaking, um, I'm, I'm a, I'm a pro union, uh, kind of person generally. And I think there is definitely, uh, going to be a right time for 
uh, MLR to, to have a union. Uh, I don't think that time is yet for a number of reasons. Um, so, but uh, I think within uh, at least at our team, within All Glory, we're having some pretty healthy uh, discussions back and forth. Uh, and and I think the, the, the players are very well educated about uh, um, what the opportunity is that's presented and, and what its limitations are. Um, and we'll see how they feel. We'll see how they vote on the matter. All right. Mr. Chris Dunlavy, go up and flip those flapjackles for us. We're we're going to do our best. It's a tough call, but we're going to do our best. No, uh, it's, it's been a great year. It's You guys have been just the Rocky Balboa of MLR, right? Thank just you. It's, it's been, a, it's been a, a big turnaround since this time last year, and we're, we're definitely excited about where we're going. All right, buddy. Thanks for your time. Much appreciated. Mr. Chris Dunlavy of Thank Old you, Boy, D.C. Always good to talk to you, man. This is the Rugby Odds, where an unlikely pundit panel of a wordsmith, a WWE legend, a rugby star, and a supermodel scour the globe, seeking best bets and bad behavior. Are you not entertained? Huge, huge victory on the road for the team. How are you feeling and what is going on in your head? We're just excited, man. I think um, it's no secret that, you know, our um, organization really struggled last year. So to be in a, in a playoff for the um, Eastern Conference is pretty exciting. So, yeah, boys are stoked, really. Kurt, it's been a surprise season. I mean, this is your first here in D.C., right? Uh, you know, big transition for you coming from overseas. Seven star with the All Blacks. Now you're playing 15s in a full season, a long season. What was the transition like? I'm probably lucky. I've played a lot of 15s in New Zealand. So, yeah, I'm seen as a sevens player, but I've also played a lot of 15s over the years. So it took a while to get back used to it. It's probably more time on your feet. We were usually running a 14-minute game, so 80 minutes is a bit of a stretch. But, um, yeah, no, it's just been a so far been an awesome year. I think our group's really grown, which is exciting. So I guess the question should have been, because it wasn't your first rodeo playing 15s, but it was... Your first rodeo playing 15s in the United States, which is a massive geographical country. What was it like bouncing around, flights and all that? To be fair, I missed a lot of the away trips um, through injury or I uh, went home for the birth of our, our wee boy. So I missed a few of the big ones, which might have been good for my lower back and hamstrings. So um, hopefully I'm back another year and um, get some of that traveling. So this was the worst interview you've had in a long time because the, the, the guy asking the questions got all the questions wrong. Nah, you're good, man. <laughs> We're just happy we got another week under our belt. All right, cheers, brother. Awesome, and we are back, and we are back with a gloating with good reason, Mr. Brian Ray of America's Rugby News. Brian, take a bow. You picked all glory. Yeah, but, you know, I also picked Houston, so... We'll call it even. We'll call it even. So I picked New York and I picked Seattle. So I, I, I feel your pain. But comments on the two matches. Houston, 20 minutes they had the ball in Seattle's end and zero points. That's Amazing. pretty much why they lost the game. Seawall, uh, baby, the seawall. 
Yeah, you got to give credit to Seattle's defense. They certainly did not make it easy, but, you know, bad mistakes at bad times cost Houston really badly. A couple terrible uh, kick, ret- you know, restarts. They, they they couldn't gather one that Futi got, another one that Ten Hoot dropped, and, uh, you know, a, a silly penalty by Redling Ice cost them seven points. You know, just bad mistakes at key moments. And unfortunately, I just think that uh, they probably should have changed the game plan a little earlier and gone with – uh, giving David Kotzer a chance to do, make some plays. They didn't kind of stuck too long to the, the box kick thing. Well, we'll just have to take some lessons. But got to credit Seattle. They took all their opportunities. Yes. Every time they got close, they got points on the board. So uh, well done to them. And looking forward to this next one they got in the other game uh, in the East. Wow, another thriller. Um, you know, first half, it kind of looked like New York was kind of grinding them down. Old yeah. Glory looked a little bit stunned, but uh, you got to give them credit. Whatever they said at halftime, and really by 10 minutes into that second half is when they started to click. Uh, New York scored, but Old Glory just stepped it up, and uh, they just turned it on that last half hour. They were they were outstanding. What did you think of the officiating? I thought the officiating was, was decent in both games. Um, there was one call in that New York game that probably everybody knows what I'm talking about. It was a try that was scored that was clearly not a try. Um, yeah, we'll leave it at that. I thought that was very poor from the TMO. It's when the TMOs make mistakes on obvious calls that you really get frustrated. And we saw that in one of the games, and that's really not acceptable at this kind of level. So I was at the game just listening to the home crowd let the, let the official know what their opinion was, right? But it was a good crowd, a great crowd, great win for Old Glory. And I think... It's great for the league that they won this game. Yeah, absolutely. First playoff game, too, and they got it done. So, you know, and everything here, I think, is a bonus for them. They did well even just to kind of – I mean, they got in with a losing record. That doesn't happen a lot uh, in any league. But, uh, you know, I, I think they deserve the win. And, uh, yeah, you got to be happy for them. Chris Dunlavey said, co-owner of Old Glory DC, he said, we're playing with house money right now, which, you know, that's a great position to be in if you're a professional sports franchise playing with house money in the playoffs. And how about that Kurt Baker cut? Kurt Baker is 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 a player to watch in this this postseason. Yeah, uh, a player to watch. I wish he would be a little bit more classy in a situation like hey. that. We've seen him done that, do that his whole career. I'm not a fan of that kind of stuff. Great player. He's had a fantastic career in New Zealand Sevens, played in Italy for a bit. I just wish he would just get that out of the game. Yeah, but some game. of these players need that to go keep to keep going. They need uh, that. You know, I've heard that excuse. That I just. Uh, it's not for me. It's not for me. Uh, you can you can score the try. You can celebrate. You can jump around with your teammates. But to do that taunting stuff to Tucker, I thought was uncalled for. Listen, you'd love him on the arrows. Don't even say that you wouldn't. Okay. Uh, to be honest, no. <laughs> All right. Whatever. Next round. What do you think? Well, uh, you know, Seattle, San Diego, I think would probably expect it. Well, I mean, I picked Houston, but I think a lot of people would have expected uh, this to be, you know. The Western Conference final, these have been the two best teams over the course of the season. San Diego's just, obviously, they're riding this ridiculous winning streak in this one. They haven't lost a single game at home. Uh, Seattle, you know, they, they rested all their bodies in that final. I mean, you look at that result, it's completely meaningless. It was a totally different Seattle side than what we're going to see. So we have to look back if we want to compare it to that other game where they played at Starfire. And it was a three-point game. And... I mean, Seattle very easily could have won that. That was a you know a couple of controversial calls, and that was very very tight. Uh, so I, I think maybe we'll see something closer to that at Snapdragon. But Snapdragon, remember, is a bigger pitch. It's a full size pitch. It's a little bit wider than, than Starfire. 
Um, you know, that certainly plays into San Diego's strength. They like to move the ball around. Um, but, I mean, Seattle's also an attacking side. Oh, they're they're going to love the wider field, that back line. Yeah, uh, Futi certainly is, is, you know, that's straight up his alley as well. So that makes it really interesting, kind of almost to uh, similar sides. You know, is the rest going to hurt San Diego at all? I don't think so. I think they'll be okay. You know, what's their team? I mean, one thing we have to talk about, they're not going to have their captain. Blair Cowan has been suspended. He's not going to be available for any of the playoffs, so that's a blow for them. But in terms of quality, when you can pull up, you know, Michael Smith, who was their player of the year last year, they've still got Christian Poitavin. They've still got, you know, all these guys they can just slot in their game prior. I mean, they're not going to miss a beat, really. So they got lots of talent. Um, You know, it's an interesting – it'll be interesting to see who San Diego picks at at 10. They've kind of had Burton. They've had Henderson. They've had Hooley over the course of the season. Again – Who do you pick? Uh, I don't know. Um, probably Huli. I just think maybe he, I love his tactical kicking game. Burton also has a strong kicking game, but I think Huli just seems to show a little bit more command uh, in a game where, especially in a playoff game where you want to kind of control field position. I think Huli's probably the guy uh, in that one. And certainly he wants to go out in a high at the end of, of his career. And, you know, Seattle are going to be really interesting. They're going to want to front up against, you know, one thing that we've noticed this year, not a lot of people have really put pressure on that San Diego pack. I mean, really ground into them and tried to put them uh, on the back foot. They've defended well this year, but I'm not sure people have really tried to to, to take that to them. So I'm interested to see what, uh, what Alan Clark comes up with. Um, uh, yeah, it's going to be a great game. Really looking forward to this one. If I have to pick, I'm probably going to have to go with San Diego, though. I mean, guys are unbeaten. In- yeah. Forever. Well, I'm going to go the opposite of you. I think Seattle's going to win. Then we have that other match, as I've been calling Old Glory DC, the Rocky Balboas of the MLR 2023 campaign. They're going up to New England, playing with house money. What do you think is going to happen there? Yeah, you know, that's a nice, uh, it's a good feeling, as Mr. Dunlavy says, for them, no pressure on them. Nobody expects them to win. They'll be heavy underdogs going into against a team, another one on a Huge winning streak, uh, you know, pretty much cleaned up the East uh, Division this year, playing at home where they're unbeaten as well. But um, as an honorary member of Flapjack Nation, you can't really be uh, objective about this match. It's tough. It's tough. But look, oh, glory. You look at the first match, and in that one, New England almost lost because their discipline was terrible. Um, and that's been kind of the their, their one main weakness this year is that they have a tendency to take some silly penalties at times and that can get them into trouble. Um, So they need to certainly uh, avoid that. Um, You know, if we look at the second match, I kind of am leaning towards that being where this one is going to go, where an exciting match, they both play good rugby, but New England just a little bit faster uh, on the attack. They're recycling the system that they play. They're just a bit more drilled and they're all on the same page. I just think that, they have a little bit deeper, you know, more depth on the bench as well. Um, you know, Patras is going to be fit for this one. He's so good at fly off. Even Waka, I'm not sure he's got some bruised ribs, but even if it doesn't play, it doesn't matter. they got Reese McDonald who can play 15. He's been tremendous all season. They're so, a deep team. Yeah. I mean, they just have so many good players on that team. I just think they're just a, a step above Old Glory. I think it's going to be close. Uh, like, I don't think – I'm not sure New England will run away with this one. Old Glory is going to be fired up. Um, well, I mean, maybe in the last 15 minutes, maybe New England kind of takes away. But uh, I, I see this as being very competitive. But uh, I do think I do think New England is so strong. I just I just think they're going to be uh, too much for Old Glory on this occasion. I, 
I tell you what, I think Old Glory may have learned a lot, and they've learned a lot about themselves on the road, specifically in this second half of the season. This is a different team that went up to Quincy earlier in the year. Um, they're playing again with that house money thing, as cliche as that sounds. But they're also playing cohesive rugby, which is pretty impressive. All right, you take a bow, sir, for all the hard work that you put in during the season. And on that note, I want to thank you, Mr. Brian Ray of America's Rugby News. Thank you to John Fitzpatrick of Rugby Morning's Coffee Break. Thank you to Mr. Chris Dunlavey, co-owner of Old Glory DC. And thank you for tuning in. Please check out our other shows, including the critically acclaimed The Rugby Odds, College Rugby Wrap-Up, and hit that subscribe button on YouTube, sign up for our weekly newsletter, and please join our American Red Cross blood donor team.